recording on Monday, October 22nd. This is the episode 15 news segment. As always, I'm Dan Pineda. In baseball news, the Dodgers of Los Angeles will face off tomorrow against the Boston Red Sox in the World Series starting tomorrow, Tuesday, October 23rd at Fenway Park. The Dodgers were able to outlast the Milwaukee Brewers in what was a wild series that went to seven games, while the Red Sox handled the Houston Astros in just five games. This World Series should be a good one. In basketball news, after the fight that occurred this past weekend between the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers, Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo, and Brandon Ingram have all been suspended. Chris Paul received a two-game suspension, Rajon Rondo received a three-game suspension, and Brandon Ingram received a four-game suspension due to the altercation that occurred on the court during their game this past weekend. In NFL news, Le'Veon Bell's representative has reached out to the Steelers to discuss the possibility of a roster exemption. Per Fox Sports' Jay Glazer, the two sides met last week to discuss terms for Le'Veon's two-week roster exemption that must be agreed upon before he can return to the team. The one striking point is that the Steelers do not want to pay Bell during the exemption period, but if Bell agrees to a two-week exemption, he would be able to return week 10 against the Carolina Panthers. As of right now, Bell has yet to sign his one-year franchise tender that is worth $14.5 million and is losing $855,529 a week for every week that he holds out. And finally, in college football news, Alabama holds on to the top spot in the country while Ohio State plummets to number 11 in the country after their shocking loss to Purdue this past weekend. The top five in the country as of right now are Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Notre Dame at three, LSU at four, and Michigan at five. This has been the episode 15 news segment, and now on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 15 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where three friends discuss a lot of sports with a side of anxiety and doubt. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Kyle and Ron. Guys, how are we doing this week? It's a pleasure. We're doing well. Um, It's going all right, I guess. I've found my new favorite sport in basketball because every other team I like is not good. So, yep. <laughs> what happened to the Sabres? I thought they were doing well. They are. They're actually they're above 500 again, but uh, they they they're actually they're not doing that bad. But since this is a football heavy podcast, uh, the you know the team that I like is uh, not doing great at all. So well, I mean, we're, I mean, we talk all sports, but I mean, we're football heavy right now. But once the season's well, done, yeah. we're gonna go into all sports like we were doing before. That's true. Um, well, okay, so the other thing is that I would have to subscribe to a cable provider in order to actually watch the NHL, and I save a little bit of money by not doing that. So There yeah. you go. To each their Cause own. If you, yeah, because if you buy NHL Game Center and you live in Rochester, like they they say that you can't watch the Sabres because it's like a blackout game because it's on the local networks. So, well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, so, it's kind of stupid. 
So, uh, did you guys get a chance to watch uh, any of the games from Week Seven? I mean, it was a uh, was a it was an interesting week to say the least. I watched a game. What game? <laughs> what game did you well, watch, Ron? Well, I uh, I started by watching the Bills and the Colts, but then I realized that's not really a game, so I switched over and started watching the Jets and the and the Vikings, and uh, that pretty much uh, escalated to not being a game anymore either. So that's uh, that's when I started watching the replay of the Raptors and the. Uh, Wizards from the other night. So, wow, you got that desperate. Holy moly, you watched <laughs> yep. a replay of early regular season <laughs> NBA. Yep. Dang. Yep. Uh, but before we get into our football talk, I, I know I mentioned this to you guys earlier this week, but my prediction came true. How awesome is that? So awesome, Dan. So impressive. awesome. Yeah, I kind of hate seeing the Red Sox in the World Series. So, I don't really think it's awesome, but I think it's pretty cool that you predicted it. I mean, the, the real main reason why I picked it was not only were they playing well, but it's kind of like a fantasy matchup of mine, mainly because of my dad. Like I mentioned all the way back in July, you know, my dad yeah. being a lifelong Dodgers fan, I being a lifelong Red Sox fan. And we always, every year, we always said, what if they played each other in the World Series? How awesome would that be? And we get to see it this year. So yeah. still- you're right. It's awesome. Shout out to my dad. I hope the Dodgers lose. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. Uh, Shout out to your dad. I hope they win. <laughs> <laughs> damn it ron <laughs> pandering to my father like that hey you know what somebody's gotta be the favorite on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and it's not gonna be me yeah <laughs> so uh, uh one game i wanted to bring up um mainly because of how close it was for a majority of the game was the Saints and the Ravens. What do you guys think of that game? I don't know if you guys caught any of the highlights or anything like that. Man, Justin Tucker's got to feel awful. <laughs> Just, oh. uh, he, he hit 222 field goals out of 222, and then this happens and he, he misses it and... Uh, just got it's it's the worst possible way for you to to really like to break that record basically. What do you think, Kyle? I was thrilled. I took the Saints in my pool, so I I I loved it. But it was a good battle of like two you know relatively top teams from their conference. I think they'll both be in the playoffs. We'll see. But that was definitely an exciting game to watch. Yeah, Yeah. and and the interesting stat uh, from the when I was watching Red Zone, they had mentioned that. The Ravens were the top-scoring offense, and the Saints were the top-scoring defense. And I found that pretty interesting because, you know, of the top-scoring offense and defense, you wouldn't expect it to be the Ravens and the Saints of all teams. Wait, what do you mean about the Ravens being the top-scoring offense? Wouldn't that be the Rams or the Chiefs? You would think so, but this is just what I heard on Red Zone. Uh, just don't <laughs> don't slaughter me over there. Uh, it's just <laughs> that's what I heard, and I found it very interesting. I was just like the the Ravens having the top scoring offense, maybe in terms of efficiency. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I mean, weird. It's, not, it's definitely not points. No, definitely not. But I don't know if it's based on yardage or or what. But it seems like in terms of efficiency, they're one of the top offenses in the NFL, according to uh, Red Zone. Oh, gotta love those quirky stats. Quirky. But that Saints defense, that run defense is stout. Uh, their past defense made a lot of mistakes, but, man, they uh, Alex Collins couldn't do anything. And, yeah. And he's a pretty impressive back, too. Um, another game I kind of wanted to touch on was uh, the Pats and the Bears coming down to the very last play. Trubinsky hucks a huge Hail Mary. Kevin White catches it. 
and nearly runs into the end zone for a game tying yeah. touchdown. And I'm just like, I'm screaming at my TV the whole time. I'm like, how'd you let him catch it? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was the if the uh, situation was reversed and it was the Patriots, what would happen is they would get a really long pass interference call. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and then like another 20 seconds on the clock and a fresh set of downs. <laughs> All they needed was one more player back on defense for, I'm sorry, one less player back on defense for the Pats, and that's a touchdown. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, they a good just game. barely held him. That was fun to watch. It was a highlight every few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, back and forth and back and forth, but a lot of people did not expect Josh Gordon to pick up the playbook as quickly as he has. He's really done a, I don't know. He's really done a great job. Yeah, I don't know who those people are. I uh, I kind of predicted that he really wanted out of Cleveland, and uh, he was ready to prove figure, it. You know, he wanted to be on a yeah, he wanted to be on a winning team, and now he's on the Patriots, so he's gonna do good. Um, well, well, but I mean, yeah, I guess he did adapt really quickly. Well, I think I think that's what they're saying is that you know to go from Cleveland and then to be able to pick up the offense as quickly as he has, people are like, oh, don't start him in fantasy for like the first like week or two until he picks up the offense they were even going as far as saying don't start him for a month and he's mm-hmm. and he's gone off and been basically brady's security blanket like yeah. if brady doesn't yeah, have an open guy catches. he just hucks it up to gordon yeah he just I mean, hucks it up to gordon and gordon just goes up and gets it would you guys think he even has playable fantasy numbers though i mean he's he's had a few great catches and i think he's fitting in well but i don't know if he's really like playable in your fantasy league if you're in a PPR league, anybody's playable. Yeah. If it's non-PPR, I would still play him, but I wouldn't start him at receiver. I'd start him as a flex, like just to get someone to get mm. get you 10, 11, 12 points just to kind of get you over the hump. But by no means would I start him at receiver. I would just kind of keep him on the flex just in case. Um, what do you think, Ron? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that you know keep him in, keeping him in that kind of position uh, does make sense. Um, like I said, I'm not surprised that he's, you know, blown up the way he has just because I feel like he was destined to be a great receiver. He just had to get his mind right. Like he obviously came highly regarded. They drafted him really high in the draft. Um, doesn't always pan out that way as we saw with Johnny Manziel, but uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm just not that surprised, I guess. And then, you know, you put him in with the Patriots who are, you know, one of the most winning teams in all of forever and it's just like, well, yeah, no duh, he's going to go off. So I'm not shocked. Yeah, he's a good talent. But speaking of shocked, how about the face of Baker Mayfield when Chandler Catanzaro of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hit a 59-yard field goal to win the game in overtime against the Browns? Ugh. Baker Mayfield's face on the sideline was hysterical. Just yeah. mouth open like, what just happened? That's so sad. Yeah, to be fair, I would have had that same reaction. Those so. guys have played like an extra <laughs> game this year because of their overtime. They actually, yeah, because they've gone like four of six of their games, I think, this year. Four of the, like the entire season, I guess. They've yeah, gone and almost the overtime. whole overtime period, too. The whole 10 minutes almost. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think they had said uh, also on Red Zone that it was the most overtime games in a seven-week span in NFL history. Wow. Which, that doesn't surprise me. Which obviously doesn't surprise me, but... What are the I mean, odds? Yeah. I mean, nothing's really changed, right? Like, what what is kind of making this happen now? I, I will tell you this: the Browns' pass rush has significantly improved. 
Miles Garrett is an absolute freak of nature. The way he's able to get in on the quarterback, I mean, uh, who was it? Actually, Ron. Jameis Winston was your sit this past week. And, yeah. I, and I'm glad you chose that because I have his stats. He threw two picks. He had he was sacked four times. He he did have a rushing t- TD, but he also had two fumbles. That's four turnovers he had. Yeah, yeah. Not a great week for him. <laughs> no, not a great <laughs> week at all. Least. But... I was really impressed with how they were able to just get at the quarterback and pressure him over and over and over again. And I'm saying, yeah. like, these games that they've lost have come down to either a, a field goal or, like, a last-minute touchdown, like, within, like, the last, like, 30 seconds to a minute. It's not mm-hmm. like these guys are these this team. It's not like they're losing these games by blowouts. They're keeping these games close. Yeah. They're like at that rebuild stage right now where everybody's still like getting acclimated to one another. They're still building chemistry. And I don't, you know, earlier in the year, I thought this was definitely like a playoff team or at least a wild card contender. And now I'm not totally sure about that. I still think they can make a push for it, but they got to turn things around like right now in terms of like wins and losses because they're playing really well. They just have to actually finish. Yeah, they can't finish games. You can tell they're not like ready to win yet. Yeah, I think next year, I think next year they'll be good. Like to the point where they will either be contending for a wild card spot or they will be like leading their division. So, oh wow. Yeah. I like that. I like that prediction. Keep that keep that yeah. on the record for another year. I'd love yeah, to see everybody that. Everybody on Twitter at me when they're 0 and 16 next year. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see. Hey, how about the and London then, oh, game? We had a good one. You guys watch the breakfast football? I actually oh, did not was, get a chance you know. to as I was driving back from Vermont, but I heard it was a very, very good game. Yeah, it was uh, kind of good. Yeah. It's kind of entertaining. Yeah, the, judging by the final score, I mean, it looks like it was really close. And uh, I mean, I, I watched like the last play, you know, that one where uh, Tennessee oh, went, for, went two. for a two-point conversion. Oh, my God. What are you thinking going for two? I mean, I get it. You want to win the game, but come on, dude. Like, go for the easy points. I don't, I don't even like... Uh, like to say that they yeah, should play true. conservatively. Like I'm always the one being like, you should go for it on fourth and short. But uh, in a situation like that, where that's literally going to be the last play of the game, kick the field goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, in in that situation, like how so? How much time was left? Because uh, I obviously didn't get a chance to see the game. Just a few seconds, two or three seconds, five seconds. Oh wow. No, okay. Yeah, not much uh, time. It was just about over. Yeah, so at, at that point, you kick an extra point. Don't don't try to play the heroic. You know, if you don't have a good enough play drawn up, just kick the full field goal, get the one point, go to overtime, and win it there. Don't try to be the hero and be like, oh, I'm going to try this crazy play, and it's probably going to work, and then it didn't work. Yeah, I, I do feel well, like they like knew they got back in that game and they probably shouldn't have been there. The Chargers kind of looked a little bit better the whole game. So I think they were just trying to take their shot. And they know in their division it's going to be tough to win it. So I think there was kind of like an all or nothing mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I don't know. Don't look yeah. now, but the Chargers are 5-2. and two. I know. I what didn't expect that to happen either. They look all right. Like, yeah, they're looking like a legitimate team right now. <laughs> yeah. And I will say this. Well, what's the most impressive thing to me is how they've been able to win big when they have Melvin Gordon and how they're still able to win without Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How like they they put up just enough points to get the win, 
But I mean, Tyrell Williams still had over a hundred yards receiving. Austin Eckler had a had a pretty decent day. And then that defense is just stepping up to the plate when they need to. Yeah. And don't be surprised if the Chargers are a dark horse in the playoffs. Because I wouldn't want to play them. Yeah. I know that much. Yeah, I think they're looking, like I said, pretty legitimate right now. Um, honestly, I haven't been paying attention to the teams they've been playing, so it might be just like a fluke. They might have an easy schedule, but I don't think that's the case. I think they're actually they're doing pretty well right now. Yeah, so. they're strong on offense for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you- what are your what are your thoughts on, on the Chargers there, Kyle? Um, you know, I like them. I don't think they have a super tough defense, and their schedule hasn't been too impressive yet. But I mean, geez, they're they're looking good and they're they're sailing right now. I think they're gonna make a push for the wild card. They're not gonna win the division, I don't think, because the I think the Chiefs will take them out. Um, but I mean, wild card. I I say that I, I bet you they make the playoffs. So yeah. if they can win at least two or three of their next four games after this bye week, their last four games or four out of their last five games are relatively difficult. Uh, I wanted you guys to t- get your take. So week nine. Off the bye week, they go to Seattle, mm-hmm. then they go to Oakland, then they're okay. home against Denver, and then home against Arizona. Okay. I feel like you can win at least two of those. Yeah. So at least, at least be Oakland seven and four. Arizona, yeah. The final of uh, the four out of the last five are in Pittsburgh, at home against Cincinnati, in Kansas City, and at home against Baltimore. Wow, those yeah, are all tough. really important games. So, l- like I was saying, you know. And not to mention, they played Kansas City earlier in the year, week one, 38-28. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a blowout by any means. Yeah. They lost by 10. Yeah, they but can now score some if, points. But now if they go to Kansas City, you saw last night how much Cincinnati struggled. And I think that has become the new hardest place to play in the NFL. That crowd is so loud. It is so hard for these offensive players to get anything going. I mean, Andy Dalton and fantasy, two points. Jeez. Two. What kind That's of quarterback insane. gets two points? CJ Beathard uh, well, almost I had more fantasy you. points. <laughs> um if you guys had uh if you guys had uh what the hell's his name? Derek Anderson playing this week. Oh boy. Uh, I think he only got like two points, but no wait, no, I think he got negative two points. Yeah, he got negative two points. I can My see bad. that. No, 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 no. Jeez. I'm I'm totally messing up here. I was completely wrong. It was the Bills' defense that got negative two points. So disregard everything that I just said there. (laughs) So just to kind of like on the topic of that game, Ron, I want to give you a little little laugh here. So Mm -hmm. in my matchup against my sister in my family league this week, I had a choice to make because Chicago was going against New England. I did not want to play them in that matchup. Mm -hmm. So I had a decision to make. I said, which game is going to have a chance to have one or both of the defenses get a decent amount of points. I just needed them to get seven or eight points and call it a day. The game I chose was Indy and Buffalo. And I said to myself, they can't protect Andrew Luck. Buffalo's defenses look pretty good. They can get Mm -hmm. me at least six points. I picked Buffalo. Had I picked Indianapolis, Indianapolis got 16 points in fantasy. (laughs) Buffalo got me two. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in my situation, I picked Buffalo over Houston. And uh, Buffalo got negative two, like I said, and Houston got twenty-two. So that was a twenty-four point difference there. <laughs> it was. Uh, I was Ouch. a little bit annoyed. <laughs> I messed up on the defenses I mean, it, this week too. I tried the Bears it, instead of having the Patriots, so that killed me. So guys, 
Speaking of Houston, what happened to Blake Bortles? The guys um, just had no flow this year. I don't know. I mean, the whole team just kind of stinks. I don't even know if it's just on him. Their defense is not yeah. putting them like where they're supposed to be. So he's kind of playing from behind almost every game. No, you're right. you're absolutely right. But at the same time, he got benched. Yeah, he stinks still right now. He he, he got benched for Cody Kessler, <laughs> who by the way came out and was the lead passer in the whole game. Yes, they're he sticking was. with Bortles though. You know. It, I don't, I don't know, but I saw a report on Bleacher Report that said that Doug Marone has named Bortles the starter for next week. Yeah, but said that he's right. on a short leash. Well, yeah, he's, he's believe me perform. when I say, as a Bills fan, that Doug Marone is a bit of an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they did name Derek Anderson the starter against the Patriots. Womp womp. Yeah, well, that doesn't shock me. I mean, it's either that or Nathan Peterman. So you can either throw five interceptions or you can throw 30 interceptions. It really it depends on what you want. Either way, they're not winning this week. So If you have the Pats <laughs> defense, start them. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, really. Although this is going to be one of those games, I, I bet you. Okay, so Kyle's talking slogan. Um, <laughs> this is going to be one of those games, uh, I bet you... Uh, where the Bills come out and like they win in like a stunning fashion, and then they come out next week, and let's see who are they playing next week. I think they're playing Chicago after that, and I then I bet so, they get yes. like their asses just destroyed. So, uh, oh, who am I kidding? It's against the Patriots. The Bills are gonna get just walloped, just completely annihilated. So yeah, I agree. Hey, we Play got two Patriots defense. I, I'm playing them this week. We get two other acquisitions. What do you guys think about Amari Cooper to the Cowboys and? um carlos hyde to the jaguars um i have no opinion on carlos hyde and i think that the cooper trade is interesting but i don't know if it's going to make an impact this year uh it probably will now that i think about it because Dak prescott's pretty good so yeah i don't know i mean i i think it will make an impact this year but not to the point where they make a run in the playoffs um i will say this dallas giving up a first round pick is a mistake uh i think Amari Cooper's a great receiver, don't get me wrong, but the way he's been playing, I don't think he's worth a first-round pick. I think he's worth at least a second round, but I think giving up a first-rounder for him is is a little much, but now Amari Cooper goes to Dallas and kind of steps in as a, as a number one, and as Kyle so eloquently put earlier, uh, what, what did you call him earlier, Kyle? Mr. Ball Dropper. Mr. Ball Dropper, indeed. Yeah. So now we'll, we'll see. see. He's still good, uh, you know. Like, like you said, giving up a first is tough. But I mean, if you if you're getting someone good, you know, that's you know that's you know your first round pick is a risk. So I mean, if he if he turns out to be the talent he was two years ago, I think he's very valuable to the Cowboys. By the way, the Raiders have no excuse to be bad after this upcoming draft. They have three oh, first geez. round picks now. Uh, I mean, yeah, they need to do something. They they need something. Um, yeah. Uh, what's what's funny to me is how Raiders fans crucified Gruden for for trading Khalil Mack, which is understandable. Khalil Mack is a game changer. And then yeah, yet they mistake. cheer him for trading Amari Cooper. Look, I'm going to tell you this really quick, just like in confidence, but football fans aren't the smartest people in the world. Um, I know. I'm one of them. <laughs> um, I surround myself with them. Um, yeah, football fans are fickle, and they don't always know like what they're talking about. So... Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, so on that note, we are going to take our, our first break. And when we get back, 
We are going to um, continue to recap week number eight, and we are also going to jump into our fantasy football corner. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. Hey, listener. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the Underground. Welcome to the musical interlude in which we select an independent artist to highlight and we play one of their songs for you. If you enjoy the music, we always link to the artist in the show notes, so check them out. Also, if you're an independent musician who wants your music heard on our show, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or at ridethepinepod at gmail.com. And now, we are proud to present Twin Sister with their song, Nectarine. Enjoy!
Welcome back, everybody, from our first break. Uh, we're going to jump right back into um, our review from week eight and actually make our picks for, sorry, from week seven and then make our picks for week eight and uh, hopefully get into some fantasy football talk and then call it a day. Um, guys, uh, what were some other games that you liked from this past week? Not a game, but how about Bell? He might not report. Yeah. Um, I actually talked about this on the news segment, but he actually was, uh, his representative contacted the Steelers to discuss a possible roster exemption, which basically means that he's going to sign his tender and then he won't be eligible to play till week 10 against Carolina. And he's actually losing $855,000 a week for oh, every week that nice. he holds out. He's serious. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Standing by his principles and good stuff like him. that. He's had extra good money. Good for him. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Um but um there was one other game that I wanted to touch on before we make our picks for week number 8. Um was the Carolina and Philadelphia game. I thought that yeah, was a really fun That was a the really fun game losses. to watch. What do we do? Uh, I mean, I I think the revolving door that is their running back core, um, they're just ineffective. I mean, against certain teams. I mean, you get teams like um, Arizona who can't defend the run or, you know, the small running backs out of the backfield. But you put them up against a defense that's as good as Carolina or, you know, even the Redskins or the Saints or the Bears, they're not going to be able to do anything. Because those defenses are so much bigger than their running backs that it's just not going to work. Yeah, it's just like you know they're they're basically relying on Wentz to throw the ball a ton each game, and he's still looking kind of you know cautionary on every throw. It looks like he's scared still to like take a hit or go down or slide or anything. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't know. Their offense is just not quite clicking, and their defense definitely isn't as good as it used to be. So. They don't have a strong offense anymore. I don't know what to think. I uh, They're going to have t- uh, trouble in the division for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that the uh, division is probably – I think it's up for grabs right now, and I think yeah, that's why is. Dallas would go out and get um, would go out and get Cooper because I feel yeah. like they, they're, they're seizing on this moment where the champs are vulnerable and really no other team in that division looks good. So – or at least not great. Like I think that there's really like a, the conflict, like in this division is Washington and Dallas, and you know it, it's nobody looks fantastic, but you know it's it's you know they're just they're trying to get that banner for the division win. Um, what was I talking about again? Oh, Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I don't know. They just kind of fell off. I don't know why. Performing. Yeah, I mean the rushing leader. Speaking of the 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 you know rotating door for the uh, running backs uh the rushing leader in this game was actually cam newton so holy it's an interesting stat yeah 49 yards but but i mean if you think about it that also is a testament to the rushing defense for the eagles because they were mm-hmm. able to m- contain mccaffrey and make can make cam beat him by either running it or throwing it yeah um so I mean, testament to the eagles d by for holding them but man they, they're pasty they they couldn't stop Funchess. They they really yeah. couldn't. Yeah. I mean, judging by the score, it looks like it's another one of those situations kind of like Cleveland where, like, they keep losing, but it's not by much. Like, they're keeping it close, but 
that's not something that you want from the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, you got to close games. For you know, sure. yeah, like you should know how to do that. Like it's not like you just started out with a new coach, new GM, new quarterback, all that kind of stuff. Like these are people who've been in your system for a long time. So right, right. So on yeah. that note, let's actually jump into our week eight picks, like our rapid fire picks. So I want to get uh okay. get it going. So week. Uh, number eight, starting off, we got the Dolphins at the Texans. Who do you guys like in this match? Oh, Texas, um, baby. Dolphins are yeah. three in a row. three in a row. It was a long time since they were uh, 4-0. Uh, I'm yeah. the Texans for sure. I have to agree with you. I think that it's going to be Houston, but I think this game is going to be much closer than people think it will be. So still, and, outcome is the same. Yep, and I'm also picking Houston. Uh, I think the emergence of a valid back – of Lamar Miller, who finally kind of looked like his old self. Uh, I think that's going to be a difference for Houston down the stretch. Um, so I'm taking Houston in that game. Uh, the next game we got up is another breakfast football game. More breakfast football, London. We, we got the oh Philadelphia God. Eagles against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, safe to say I'm picking the Eagles in this one. I think they bounce back after a tough loss. The Jaguars are just a mess. They're they're on a downward spiral. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are the hometown favorites because they've been to London so many times. No, I'm just messing with you. Um, I would be surprised if Philadelphia doesn't pick up this win, um, but not too surprised because both these teams are kind of middling right now. So um, oh, sure I'm going to pick Philly. Yeah, I'm going to pick Philly, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was a really close game and it might just be like a field goal contest. Yeah, I thought both these teams would be better this year. I cannot believe they're both yeah. sub 500. Um, I do think Philly will win this. And when they're at 4-4, four and four, they're going to be about a game or so out of first still. So they're, they're in a great position if they can turn it around. Yeah. Uh, next game we got up is the Ravens at the Panthers. Um, Kyle, what do you think about this game? This is a tough matchup. I love the interconference game. Um, these these two, again, just like the Saints and Ravens, playoff implications. Um I'm going to go Panthers at home. I, I think they're going to take it. Uh, I still like the offense a lot. Cam is going to wear him down. I think they're going to squeeze it out and take the win. I think this is going to be really, like, a really close game. Um, I think that Baltimore has been firing on all cylinders lately. Uh, I think they just look like a really hot team. Um, I feel like home field advantage might make a difference, but I'm still going to go with Baltimore on this one. I think it's going to be a really close game, um, but I think they'll win. Okay, the next game that we got on the docket is the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at Kansas City getting two home games in a row. Um, wow. I, I, I think nice. that place is so hard to play. Uh, I, I got to go with Kansas City. The The way that they're playing right now, they're playing so good. I will say Denver will give them a run. They have a pretty solid defense, but that the home field, the home field advantage in that arena, it's so hard to play in. I, I got to go with the Chiefs in this game. What do you guys think? Yeah, they just oh, played what, three weeks ago. If the Chiefs don't win this, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs, but Denver played them pretty tough. What was it, th- two, three weeks ago? Um, but yeah, Arrowhead just has a history of playing the tough at, but uh, I'm taking Kansas City. Uh, so next game we got up on the docket is the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, this should be an interesting game. Ron, what do you think about this this game? It's a division game, so I mean, it's going to be really you know hard fought. Um, Pittsburgh has really picked up the, picked up the pace since, uh, you know, week two or so when they were, you know, horrible. And I thought they were in the middle of, uh, you know, free fall. You guys um, were ready to sell them out. 
Yeah, I had pretty much, I had already been like, you know, I'd sold my stock in them. I was like, they're not doing anything this year. And, um, man, stock Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, I talk <laughs> crap about Buffalo all the time and they still just, they just justify it every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a really hard fought game, but I think that Pittsburgh has just been on fire lately. And I would be shocked if they if they lost this game, not because Cleveland is bad, but just because I feel like Pittsburgh is on a roll. Um, although that, I don't know, man, this this being a division game might really might inspire Cleveland to play well. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh. I agree with you, though. Division game. It should be a tight one. Um, but come the end of November, we'll be looking at Pittsburgh as one of the top five in the AFC probably yet again. Um, I'm going to yeah. go Pittsburgh. God, it's so boring being an AFC fan. It really is, but I'm actually going to go Cleveland. I think uh, the way that they played them early in the season, granted it wasn't uh, home for Cleveland, uh, they should have won that game. And I think they're mm-hmm. going to get to bed again, and I think their pass rush has gotten better every week. And I think uh, the Browns win in what's a very close game. Uh, I think it's going to be, believe it or not, I think it's going to be a shootout. Pittsburgh, their uh, defense isn't that great. And uh, I think it's going to be about like a 30-33 game, if I had to guess. Um, On the one hand, I hope so. On the other hand, I I hope that Baker Mayfield doesn't get too depressed if that happens, because it's every week. (laughs) Just, uh, yeah, it's tough. uh, The next game we got up is the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. Uh, Kyle, what do you think about this game? Oh, man, I, I think I lost the trust in Seattle. Um, I don't know if they can quite get it done anymore. Their defense definitely isn't as good, so I'm going to go Detroit. I like them at home. Their defense is, is formidable enough, and I think their offense outscores Seattle. Uh, what do you think about this game, Ron? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty evenly matched. Um, I think I'm going to go with Detroit just on a gut feeling, but I think it's going to be pretty close. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go with Seattle. Um Detroit just can't close games out. Uh it's it's really a great they're a pretty decent team. And you know, it gets to the ending games. They almost let Miami back in that game this past week. Uh mm-hmm. but but overall I think Seattle takes it from them uh this week. Uh cuz the cuz they're now reintroducing Doug Baldwin to everybody cuz he's now healthy. Yeah. And I think he's a difference. Um, so I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Uh, next game we got up is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, who do you guys like in this match? Cincy. They're going to stop the bleeding. I think they'll do it here. Um, I definitely, I, I just believe in their offense more. Uh, yeah, believe Tampa, it or not, not sure. this is a, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. Um, yeah, believe it or not, this is the lowest priced game of the week uh, from ESPN.com. Um, clocking in at $28 a ticket. So, <laughs> Who wants to go to Cincinnati guys, uh, in middle of October, late October? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to go there. Um, just in general. I just, I'm not, I don't <laughs> have any in general. In going back to I don't Ohio. care if it's the summer or anything. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I, I, I do not, like... I'll tell you guys a story off off air about my last trip to Ohio, and uh, maybe if we get a patron, I'll tell it on the air. But yeah, Ohio is not an interesting place in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think in terms of like who's going to win this game, though, 
I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well. I think that's just a better team right now than Tampa Bay. Um, even though I really want Winston to do well because I got him on my team. And uh, I mean, you know, I just, I don't know. He's been successful for me pretty much uh, since he started playing in the league. But uh, I think Cincinnati's going to win it. Yeah, I got, I got to agree with you. And I think it's because of uh, one man, and it's A.J. Green. He's a complete difference maker and he's a playmaker. Uh, I think he shreds the Bucks defense. Uh, for at least two touchdowns, uh, I got to go with the Bengals. Yeah, they got to keep feeding um, him the ball. You guys notice he gets up. the ball in the first half a lot, yeah. and then they they get away from him the second half, mm-hmm. and that's where some of their failures come into well, play. But, yeah, it, it seemed like they tried to go to Mixon a lot last night in the second half, and it's like throw AJ the ball. He's the reason yeah. you're even on the board. Throw him yeah. the ball. Granted, yeah. they really didn't have a chance no matter what they did last uh, night, but still. Yeah, it, it it was it was a tough game last night, but I think straying away from AJ Green is not the not the answer by any means. Um, the next one we got up, the New York Jets at the Chicago Bears. Um, Bears bounce back in this game. Uh, Jets looked solid this past weekend until the Vikings just opened the floodgates. Um, but the Bears' offense is looking so much better each week, and they just nearly beat the Patriots. I, I, I got to go with the Bears. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You're right. Their offense is clicking, and their defense will will turn it around. They've had a, a couple tough games, but um, they're bound to turn it around. It'll be a tough game against the Jets for sure, but Chicago uh, at Soldier, uh, Soldier Field, I'll take them. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I think that Chicago is going to come into this game. They're going to be angry about their loss last week, and they're going to want to take it on the Jets, who, you know, won't be able to really resist that 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 beating. So, um, yeah, I'm going with the Bears, and I don't even think it's going to be that close, to be honest. All right. Uh, next game up, we got the Washington Redskins at the New York Giants. Um, I got to go with the Redskins here. Uh, I think the way that they're playing right now uh, bo- on both sides of the ball, uh, and then you got a guy like Adrian Peterson who almost cracked 100 yards rushing this past weekend. Um I, I'm going to go Washington. What do you guys think? Yeah, I want to pick the Giants, but I can't I can't lie to myself. So going with Washington on this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants, actually. Um, I think this just has upset written all over it. Um, we'll see what happens. I know the Giants aren't very good right now, but in the NFC East, right when you think you can rely on somebody, they prove you wrong. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins lose this more than the Giants win. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, it should be inter- should be an interesting contest. Uh, the next one we got up um, is the Indianapolis Colts at the Oakland Raiders. Um, oh boy! Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Raise your hand. Who's if going not- to this game? <laughs> raise your hand if you're not tuning into this game. This guy. <laughs> um, well, I can't because the NFL app is garbage. So NFL, if you still want to sponsor us, you're more than welcome to. Um, yeah, just get better developers, please. Um. I got to go with the Colts in this game. I think the Raiders are in rebuild mode. They're in fire sale mode. And I just don't see them beating uh, the combo of T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck. Um, and, I mean, Luck is throwing it more than any quarterback in the league right now. I think they said close to 50 times a game. That's that's ridiculous. What do you guys uh, What do you guys think? Yeah, Indy coming off a huge win. They're on fire now, right? <laughs> There's no way yeah. they can lose to Oakland. We'll, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, uh, I'm going to go with know. Indy too. Yeah, I'm going with Indy as well, but I feel like this is going to be the closest game because I feel like it's just going to be a field goal fest. So, yeah, going with Indy. 
All right, next game we got up on the docket is the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Should be a interesting matchup against two uh, teams that are struggling on offense. Uh, but I think Arizona actually ends up winning this game. Um, I think David Johnson has a bounce back game, and he and it's a coming out party because they're at home. What do you guys think? Um, I think San Francisco wins this one. I think that's just a better team right now. And uh, I mean, Arizona has who was it wanted to get traded? Was it uh, Peterson? Patterson? What was his name? Patrick Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. Yep. So I was kind of right in both ways, but not really. Um. Yeah, he wants out of there, so I imagine there's some uh, dissent in the locker room. I feel like there's going to be a whole bunch of intangibles at play here, but I think that San Francisco wins, and I think they make it look convincing. Yeah, I don't know. They're, these teams are combined 2-10, and ten, so you really can't go wrong and you really can't go right. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think San Fran will pull it out, but I, it may not be pretty. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of games this year that have not been pretty, so... <laughs> Par for the course. Uh, uh, the next game we got up is the Green Bay Packers at the L.A. Rams. Oh, good matchup. Yeah. We have yet to have anybody pick a game so far. <laughs> but I'm guessing one of these next three will be our picks. So what do you guys think of this game? Um, hit, hit. Game yeah. of the week. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to let Kyle go first since I think he said it's his game of the week. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, I'm saying hit, hit. Um, I just love this, like you know, battle the offenses versus like the magical Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, I think LA has the edge here for sure, but Rodgers will not, you know, they, they will not be out with him in the field for sure. I think it'll be close, uh, but I'm going to LA. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. I think that LA is going to win. That building is going to be just hysterical. You know, when they get there, it's going to be, it's just going to be, it's going to be wild. Um, so I'm going to go with LA I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it might be. I, I think it's a really good pick for game of the week. And also, I'm going to retroactively say that Denver versus Kansas City is my game of the week. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, uh, I have to go with the Rams in this game. They're just playing way too well. Uh, I think playing at home makes a big difference, and uh, their offense is just firing on all c- cylinders. Their defense is stellar. Um, Rogers will throw for a couple touchdowns but i think he's gonna be running for his life for most of this game um Mm. i I gotta go with the rams um the next game we got up got two games left we got the new orleans saints at the minnesota vikings and this is my game of the week um this is a phenomenal sunday night matchup that i am going to paperclip my eyelids open if i have to to watch this whole game because this is going to be a phenomenal game to watch. Um, and to be honest, I think the Vikings win. I think the Vikings are at home. I think uh, they're going to find a way to handle Kamara and Michael Thomas. And I think they uh, they win in one very close game. Okay, so I just want to make sure I heard this right. You think Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> are going to beat Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara, and like the New Orleans Saints. I just want to make sure I heard that right. That that is correct. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll take the W this week. I'm going to go with New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ron. <laughs> I know. I am a sassy bitch this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's good. You yep. sassy little minx. Yep, that's me. 
and, and what do you think, Kyle? What do you think of this game? Yeah, New Orleans, man. Um, I think that's what you heard on Red Zone was they are the top offense this year. Um, they're killing it, points, yards, everything. Minnesota is kind of disappointed so far. Uh, I know it's in um, in Minneapolis, but I, I'm going Saints. Yes, yeah, I, I want to pick the Saints, but I, there's something about the Vikings at home. I think they're going to play with a, a different presence, and I think that— You like the Vikings this year. You love I, them. I really do. I really like the Vikings, and mainly it's because of Adam Thielen. He's really fun to yeah. watch. And the They're Saints pa- score for sure. And the yeah. Saints' pass defense is not that great, and they make a ton of mistakes. And watch out for you. Watch out for Diggs and Thielen. You might not get a lot of, out of Latavius Murray, but watch out for Thielen and Diggs. They could do some damage against that Saints' pass D. Um, I agree, but the Saints still top offense. They are Bloody. really good. I'm like one of the one of the guys from the from the uh, from the X Files. When I watch the the Vikings, and that I want to believe, <laughs> but I I just I don't know, man. I have I'm having trouble buying in. Uh, and one of our last games, we have the Patriots at the Bills, and oh, this is gonna I'm be a tough really one. Gonna, I'm I'm not going into any detail on this one. Patriots, Patriots, and Patriots. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much just set up the picks for everybody. So good job. Yeah, you got it. I'm taking the Patriots, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, break a streak here. It's been 48 or 49 games for me. It's been three years since I've ever I've played the Patriots defense, and I am playing them this week in fantasy. Yeah. This is, and, I'm, not, I'm not even going to watch this game, honestly. So, <laughs> Well, we're going to be recording, so. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm probably going to be watching basketball then. <laughs> yep, you're like, oh, basketball, what's on TV? Oh, hey, look at that. The Raptors are winning again. Hmm. Interesting. Raptors looking nice right now. They are. I wish I could watch it. It looks like they're showing a highlight thing right now for like halftime or something. Yeah, Sportsnet Central. And in surprise fashion, we're actually going to be also picking ne- uh, next Thursday's game as well. The, ah, Oakland, yes. the Oakland Raiders at the San Francisco 49ers. A travel of the Bay. Sorry, yeah. Battle of the Bay, I should say. Yes, you should. That that makes more sense. Uh, uh, and and I'm, uh, you know what, Ron, and your sassy self, you uh, shut your mouth. Okay, fine. I'm I haven't kidding. even had a beer yet, so. Uh, oh God. Uh, <laughs> um, in this game, I'm taking the 49ers. Uh, I think, like I said before about the Raiders, they're just in shambles. They're in fire sale mode, and I think the uh, if the 49ers don't pull it out this week, they they win next week for sure. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, they've got a few easy games. <laughs> yeah, there are uh, there are two teams that I would be surprised if they won another game this year. Um, there's the Raiders and there's the Bills. And incidentally, I think they face off at one point this year, so they one of them kind of has to. But you know, barring that, well, <laughs> well, yeah, unless they tie, which could happen, <laughs> it probably will. Honestly, first zero zero tie in the NFL's history. Um, yeah, I'm picking. I'm picking San Francisco. All right. So yeah, that... I'm uh, taking them as well. <clears throat> uh, go, go ahead, Kyle. If, do you have a little synopsis for us? No, c- close it up, you dick. Uh, yeah, I'm taking <laughs> San Fran. No, um, I think I'd, I think I'd rather see the Athletics versus the Giants in this one because this game is probably going to be a little bit boring. Uh, but I'm going to love it, and I'm taking San Fran. Not to That's mention, fair. Kyle, I know how much you love Thursday night football, and you get your boys on I Thursday do, night. Man. Yeah. I get to sit back on Thursday. I'm not working. I'm not doing anything but watching the game with those terrible commentators. 
Oh, oh god, terrible, terrible. Uh, what's his name on on Amazon Prime? I was when I was up in Vermont this past week. That Thursday night game, I had to listen to Joe Buck for three hours. That was Ugh. horrible. I was I was so upset. I was like, I don't want cable. I don't see, I want I want Spectre back. See, there's times where I wonder, like, well, why do I why do I why am I on a sports podcast if I don't watch football? You know, like, because I don't I don't watch a lot of these games, honestly. Um, Ron, I but then the I hear stuff like that, and I'm like, season. that's why I don't watch these games, and I just watch the highlights. Yeah, yeah. It's just because I don't want to hear the commentators because they all are just they just have their heads like just squarely up their posterior. So I don't know, man. John Gruden was a great announcer. Yeah, it seems like he really knew a lot about football, given how the Raiders are doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So that will actually close out our pick uh, section for this week. Uh, we are going to take our last break, and when we get back, we're going to hit up our fantasy football corner to close out the show. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. You don't listen to the heavyweight jumps? Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Well, listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator, Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. <laughs> the Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same, same fat, fat channel. And welcome back, everybody. From our last break. Welcome back. You know, Ron's gonna <laughs> over there saying he's gonna fix it. He's gonna fix it. He's I'll fix gonna, everything. He's, he's just gonna fix all our problems. Not in like not in like mob terms though. I'm not gonna do it that way. Just in case anybody from the government's listening. I'm not gonna do it in mob mob. He's way. not taking care of anything. <laughs> no. No. Definitely don't look in that cornfield. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Michael. Um, <laughs> there's there's no there's no money buried there. Oh my god. All right, moving it's in on. The banana stand. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a good reference. Uh, um, so white. Before, oh my god. Before we get into our week eight picks for this week, I wanted to review our picks from last week. Uh, Kyle, starting mm-hmm. with you, um, you had your start of the week as Kenny Galladay. Uh, he was targeted twice for two receptions for 37 yards and 4.7 points. Your yeah. your sit uh, your sit of the week was Sony Michelle, who only got two points, and that was only because he got hurt. But he did have a fumble. He had one reception for 13 yards and four rushes for 22. So obviously not a good fantasy performance if you had him and you sat him. Yeah, good good on you. Yeah, he stinks. Even though he got hurt, he still stinks. No, yeah, you're right, Kyle. Even though he did get hurt, you know, he was going to have a tough time against that Bears defense. Um, uh, but, but Ron, your start of the week was Robert Woods, who had one uh-huh. rush for six yards, <laughs> seven targets for five receptions for 78 yards and 10 points. So, not bad. Definitely a good flex play. Uh, your sit of the week was Jameis Winston, who had 365 yards passing, Two picks. He was sacked four times. He did have a rushing touchdown, but he also had two fumbles. And yeah. so if you had him and you started him, oops. Um, 
I, I, you know, I, he probably still scored for, 20. That's really not that bad of a start. He had 55 yards and a rushing touchdown. That's 11 points right there. In Yahoo, I think he had 12, which for starting like quarterback that. is a little. It's a little on the low side, um, but a little bit. Yeah, he had he had 12 points, and I think it was because of the fumbles and the picks. 12. He had a. Yeah. He had a, um, he had 11 points just for rushing. I don't know if it's the league that <laughs> I'm in, but scoring wise, he only had 12 points. Um, for my start of the week, I had Tariq Cohen, who had uh, six rushes for 14 yards. He was targeted 12 times by Trubinsky and had eight receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. He ended up with 19.15 points. Wow. Uh, and Alex Collins. Yeah, he had a good week, uh, and I had a feeling he would because I, I know the Pats have a tough time with versatile running backs. Um, and now that's two weeks in a row they've let up a lot of points to a, a shifty running back. First Kareem Hunt and then Tariq Cohen this week. Um, and my sit of the week was Alex Collins of the Ravens, uh, who had 11 rushes for 38 yards and then three receptions for 10 yards. He only had six points. So I, I'd say that was uh, a good call on my part. Um, but let's jump into our week eight picks, uh, start and sit them. Kyle, who's your start and sit for the week? Alrighty. Let's see here. Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with my sit. Um, and I'm going to kind of stick with, uh, the, the quarterback kind of side of things and, and give two options of who I think maybe someone, you know, not so obvious. I think you should sit. Um, so I'm going to start with, um, Russell Wilson. I picked him earlier this year for a sit. I just, their offense is kind of funky right now. Really not believing him too much. And then my, my, my other, um, my other sit is actually going to be, uh, Wentz. And that's because I just think Jacksonville is going to be a little bit tough at home. Um, I don't know. Or no, sorry. They're not even at home. They're in London. Um, and you know, he might get 10, 12 points, but you know, not, not like the 22, 25 you want to see. Uh, if you had to pick one of the two, who who would you sit more than the other? And now, and who's your start? Oh, for the I week? think Russ Wilson. All right, kind of a not so obvious start. Um, again, I'm gonna go with two. I'm gonna go with wide receiver uh, Sterling Shepard for the Giants. I think he is gonna put up some good numbers against uh, Washington. Uh, they're gonna have Norman probably on Odell Beckham. It might might leave uh, Shepard open. I would definitely see him getting 80, uh, 70 to 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then I think another good start this week is going to be um, T.Y. Hilton. That's kind of a given. If you have him, you got, you got to play him, but he hasn't been that great this year. I do think he'll come up big against Oakland, though. Right. I, I like those. Uh, I'm actually a big fan of um, of the T.Y. Hilton pick. I think that's that's a guy that struggled for a lot of the year, and he hasn't gotten a lot in a bunch of – uh, in terms of yardage, but he's getting looks in the Yeah, he's a little dinged Mark. up, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he should be all right. Uh, now, uh, Ron, who are your stardom and sit-em for the week? So mine's a little bit um, a little bit different this week, um, just because it's kind of contingent on whether or not the player starts. So I'm going to say for my start, I'm going to pick Matt Breda or whoever San Francisco's running back is this upcoming week. If you have San Francisco's running back, I would play them because Arizona's rush defense is literally last in the league. So it's just, it's a good pick all around. I think um, to play somebody uh, like Breda or like I said, whoever the the running back is going to be this week for San Francisco. Um, My sit for the week. I'm going to make it real easy on you. 
I'm going to tell you right now. Sit the Bills defense. Just do it. It's a horrible idea if you if you don't take this advice. So just sit the Bills defense. It's not going to work out for you if you play them. <laughs> All right. So um, de- definitely like your start for the week for sure. Um, I think Breda or pretty much whoever's in that backfield. Uh, Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Mozart or Mozart? Yeah, that, you know, uh, you probably know as well as I do Francisco, how to pronounce it. I'm not sure, but uh, he's uh, he's looked pretty good. He he kind of reminds me of like a Buck Allen. Yeah, kind of like a out of the backfield, and he's a good blocker. Um, uh, I could see him getting a lot of touches this week against Arizona. I think that's a that's a great call uh, on your part, Ron. Yeah, they have decent success on the ground for San Fran, so uh, they could have a good game. I mean, they could just run all their fullbacks, and they would be fine. Like. Honestly, yeah. they could just line up all their fullbacks, and you know, the, the, I don't know if, if they got if they got injured, then they could put in like their offensive linemen, you know, do something like that. I I don't know, but I think if you play the literally, if you play literally <laughs> anybody who runs for San Francisco this week against Arizona, I think you're going to have a good time. Have a good time. <laughs> We're gonna, they're gonna have a good time. Um, oh yeah, it's sexy. It's so so sexy. Uh, for my sit for the week i'm gonna start with my sit haha <laughs> see what i did there um, <laughs> i'm sitting aaron jones of the green bay packers uh the running back for the green bay packers um going into la playing up against that defense with that front four uh with indomitian sue with aaron donald and, and those guys up front it's really going to be hard for him to get anything going um and in the last four weeks aaron jones hasn't amounted more than 65 yards on the ground and only has one total touchdown in four, in the last four weeks. Uh, and what I think will be a shootout, I expect the running game to kind of take a back seat to what's going to be a throw first, ask questions later kind of game. And I see Aaron Jones not having a great week. I'd say even two or three points. I don't think he's going to do much. Um, my start for the week is Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers um, playing at home against Cleveland. Um Quick staff for you guys. In week one against Cleveland, Juju was targeted eight times. He had only five grabs, but had 119 yards. And one of and one of those grabs just happened to be uh, a a 50 plus yard completion. And he's average. So in that game, he averaged 23.8 yards per catch. And if that continues, the Browns can get beat with the long ball. And I would not be surprised if Juju has a huge game against Cleveland. Well, yeah, I think that if you have somebody like Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball yeah, around, they then, eat yeah, he's probably going to be okay. In the air. Also, uh, Dan, I think this guy would be the perfect fit for that that segment that I was trying to tell you about earlier because um, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, uh, yeah, you just said some, some vowels there. <laughs> Uh, I think what we need to do next week, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, I think we need to have a segment f- just for Ron called Who 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 He, who he Is. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Where we Poor just rattle title, off but... players from the NFL and try to see if Ron can yeah, figure out what, what team, team they play like for. What time zone yeah. he plays in a helmet. <laughs> yeah, what color helmet does he wear? <laughs> Ron's like, uh... I don't know. I'm I'm like Danny Tamborelli on Figure It Out. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh, All right, Kyle, what do you got for your scenarios for the week before we we end this episode? All right, you guys, to answer these, I'm going to give you a few a few good ones. I want to get your opinion. 
give uh, the better performance. Um, and it, it can be, I mean, you know, stick to fantasy, but I mean, we, we can do obviously, you know, team or winner as well. But um, overall, like fantasy quarterback right now, uh, do you go Andy Dalton against Tampa and they're at home or Matt Stafford at home against Seattle? Um, I think you got to go with, um, God, I just, I just lost his name. The first guy that you said, I can't remember why can't, yes, Dalton. I would go with Andy Dalton. Um, I mean, he's just really reliable when it comes to, you know, producing points for fantasy teams. Like even if they aren't, even if they lose the game, like he's usually, he's pretty reliable. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you, Ron. Um, yeah, he only had his, uh, his two point performance this past week. Um, I, I, I think he bounces Tampa Bay's past defense is complete garbage. Um, I think Stafford will do relatively well against Seattle, but I think Dalton will do better. Um, so Kyle, to answer your question. I'm going Dalton. Nice. All right. Um, now moving to the running back yeah. position. Um, Vikings at home against the Saints. We have uh, Latavius Murray. Um, so we're either talking him or the new starting running back for the Browns, Nick Chubb, against Pittsburgh. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, let me take a look really quick, because I want to see where Pittsburgh's run defense is. Oh, yeah, all the way up at number six. Latavius so, Murray. Uh, who was the, the other Saints one again? At home. Latavius Murray against the Saints. Oh, man. Um, I guess by default i got to go with the second one, because he's uh, playing against Pittsburgh, and they are lower ranked than New Orleans. Um one more time, the last, the the other guy. I forgot. No, Nick the other Chubb. one, Nick Chubb. Yes, going with Nick Chubb, but it's gonna be. I love that name. I know, I know. I like. I don't know why. I'm just having a hard time retaining names right now. Again, haven't even had a beer yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Going um, with Nick Chubb. I think it's got to be Nick Chubb too. I just the way that New Orleans played their run defense this past week against Alex Collins, who, like I said, was one of my sits for the week. Uh, I think Mary, Murray kind of comes back to reality next week, and I'm I'm gonna go with Chubb as That's well. That's tough. That might be like good the, for at the least 50 so yards in touchdown. Pit. Pittsburgh usually people kind of you know pick yeah. them to to stop the run, you know, in the past. Yeah, I'm hoping well, for Chubb. Like though. I said, the only reason that I went with Chubb is because you went with Chubb. Pitt, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the only reason I picked him uh, was because Pittsburgh's defense is ranked lower than New Orleans, yeah. and by at least 150 yards. So, yeah, I just think it's going to be easier for him. I don't necessarily think it's going to be, you know, much right. better. But yeah, I'm going with Chubb. Right. Like I said. Now, anyway, for my two scenarios, I uh, get what you guys uh, have to think on this one. So, my first one, because uh, I usually like this kind of scenario, is you have three receivers, but you can only start two, and you have to sit one. So my three receivers that I have for you guys are A.J. Green against Tampa, DeAndre Hopkins against Miami, and Adam Thielen against New Orleans. If you had to start two and sit one, who would you start, and then who would be your one sit? Um, I'd probably go with uh, A.J. Green and uh, the one who's not Thielen because, I again, name retention is escaping me right now. DeAndre Hopkins, yes. I don't know what's up. I think I'm just like really tired. Yeah, guys. Hey, I'm sorry about that. You uh, know, so, one, yeah. if you I'll have all three of these guys, the, the rest yeah. of the people in your league cannot draft wide receivers because you're in a good spot. Two, don't pick one 
just pick two names out of a hat because you'll be mad if you bench someone and they go off. Any one of these three could go for 150 yards and a touchdown this week, no problem. I probably will go with Thielen and DeAndre, though. I like that. I like that you guys were uh, the same on Hopkins, but different between AJ and Yeah, Thielen, but I mean, but geez, you can see Green's for. probably going to um, put up 100 anyway, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Now, my last scenario before we, we call it a day for this week, um, is who is going to have more passing yards this week, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Woo! Oh, that's a good question. Um, let's see. So Brady's playing me. the Bills, run, obviously. Run, run, and pass to me. What? What? Pass to you? You can. You oh, can, thanks, Ron. Yeah, sure, first. I will. Um, I think Rodgers is going to be playing okay. for sixty minutes at least, and he's going to be throwing it all over the place. And Brady might have to play 35 competitive minutes before the game's over. Um, so therefore, I'm taking I'm taking Rodgers. He's gonna be fighting from behind, I think. Wow. Um, gotta say, I have to disagree with you there. I think I gotta go with Brady because uh, even though it's not gonna be competitive, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. He likes to rub salt in the wounds. He does like doing that. Apologies. You're so right, yeah. Ron. That's there's so kind of there's kind of a reason why I I hate him with such a passion. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, I'm, uh, I'm going with Brady. Yeah, I have oh, my moments. See, that one I actually wrote down, so I remembered who we were talking about. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a good boy? Oh, uh, shit, right. Yeah, you're very fluent. Brady versus, oh, who was he playing against? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, my, my team. <laughs> well, yeah. guys, that is going to do it for us for this week's episode of Ride the Pine. Thank you. Oop, as I knock over my microphone. <laughs> Whoops, thanks Come for on. listening, y'all. <laughs> Appreciate oh, mic, drop, mic drop, literally. Um, <laughs> thank you to all of our uh, listeners out there who have uh, tuned in for this episode. We appreciate the support. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Uh, guys, you got anything, last words before we, we head out for this week? tpublic.com backslash user backslash ride the pine you can get our logo on an awesome t-shirt i have the default color set as heather because i think it looks pretty cool on gray i don't know it just reminds me of the 90s and you know sporting <laughs> logos and stuff like that i don't know i had a bunch of heather heather gray shirts uh, with the sport logos on them um we have a bunch of different colors obviously but yeah there's that uh we are rebranding the singlet club to become manufactured mayhem so be sure to keep an eye out for that We've got a whole bunch of new logos um yeah otherwise follow me on twitter at wartrout89 kyle anything uh anything for you no just uh anxious to see what happens with Le'Veon bell this huge talent i want to see if he actually uh touches the field this year at all and i cannot wait for green bay and lar yeah yeah that should be a great game uh thank you again everyone for tuning in and for all of us here at ride the pine we will catch you next week for episode 16 uh, have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Have a good one, guys.